The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus heard of the death of John the Baptist, he withdrew in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them and cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away so that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They replied, We have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, Jesus looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. And all ate and were filled, and they took up what was left over of the broken pieces, twelve baskets full, and those who ate were about five thousand men, besides women and children. The Gospel of the Lord. We begin reading from the book of Numbers, and we'll continue to do so throughout this week. The title comes from two major senses that were taken. First one at the beginning of the book, where the people who had been taken out of captivity needed to be numbered, particularly the men, so that they knew what kind of army they could assemble to protect them. Now they had already been encamped at Mount Sinai for over a year and had received the Ten Commandments and all the law and regulations that we see set out in the book of Leviticus. It's at this point that the book of Numbers actually begins. However, it was all downhill from there, as we will read in the upcoming days. We see the reason right in this first reading when the Israelites complained bitterly against Moses and God. Now why? Because they didn't have the food that they had back in slavery. Nevertheless, what they did have, first of all, they had been taken out of slavery, a great miracle. They had been taken through the Red Sea, another great miracle. The Shekinah glory cloud was leading them. And besides all of that, every day when they woke up, they saw a new miracle, manna on the ground. All they had to do was collect it, and it would nourish them for 40 years until they got to the Promised Land. Did they see this? No. Instead of seeing a great miracle in the morning, it says, but now our strength is dried up and there is nothing at all but this manna to look at. The emphasis on this manna, sort of a contempt. And it goes downhill even from there because they will eventually complain so bitterly that God will send serpents among them and Moses will have to construct a pole with a serpent on it, a bronze serpent, so that when they gaze on that serpent, they would be healed. And none of that generation came into the Promised Land 
except for Joshua and Caleb. Now, after that 40 years, after that generation had died, then there's another census, this time of their children, the second generation, for the same reason. They needed to know how many men they could assemble for war because they were going into the Promised Land. Real question would be, will the second generation behave like their parents? And that will be for us to read about later on. But it's the same perennial weakness that humanity has shown through every generation, I think including ours. We have a great miracle here every day. Not just manna, but Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity on the altar. And all we have to do is come here and desire it and receive it, and we are strengthened. It's a great privilege. And yet we can, we can complain about things in life, things that are not going the way we want them to go, and forget that even though we are suffering through a pandemic and many other things, God always brings good out of evil. And for us to keep that in mind, in the Gospel we have a great miracle, the multiplication of the loaves and the fish. Now, there's a specific thing going on in Numbers. There's a double miracle here. First, God brings manna, and when they complain that it's not enough, he brings flesh in the form of quails. So bread and flesh. What is Jesus going to teach in John chapter 6? He's going to begin with the multiplication of the loaves, which is our gospel today. And then in John's gospel, he will move right into the fact that he's the bread from heaven. And let me quote, Jesus says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. So there's the double miracle now perfected, right in John chapter 6. And Jesus will go on, and we're reading all this month in the sixth chapter of John so that we really understand the importance of the Eucharist. Jesus goes on to say, Very truly, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Now the question is, how grateful will we be? And how will we respond to this great miracle? Now you're here today, which is great, but there's many people who are not here, and this is a holiday, and we're forming a family of parishes, and so we're called to take the gift that we have, been given every day, and let it shape us so that we won't be a people who grumble, but a people of gratitude. And every day being willing to pray and discern with the help of the Holy Spirit, how can I bring this good news to my neighbor? How can I allow this to bring me to a new depth of faith so that in the days I have left, I will be of service to God? That's the question. Let us ask the Holy Spirit to come in, in a greater degree in our hearts, inflame us, that we can really be true missionaries and carry on the good news 
that was started way back in Genesis, the Proto-Evangelium. Satan will not have the last say, but the Redeemer, who is here today. Let us rejoice.